traveling through another dimension. It is a dimension of fear, dimension of loathing, dimension of hope, dimension of imagination. It's an area we call Handkerchief Dynasty, coming at you post game one. Uh, I, I mean, I, would you call this game a heartbreaker? This this was kind of like a little more bittersweet than like a full on heartbreaker because we never had a lead is the thing. I think you no, have to have a lead to be truly heartbroken by a hockey game. But so, this is that 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 goal, that go ahead goal for L.A., literally the worst moment in like a calendar year for so thousands when, of people, including so us. When you, when you say bittersweet, um, I mostly mean just bitter. Actually, yeah, right. just lop the last bit of that off. Yeah, I that was I misspoke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely terrible. I mean, one of the stupidest plays I've seen in a really long time. A goalie going up the middle with five minutes left in a tie playoff game. I, I still it hasn't even sunk in. Like I'll have to watch it thirty-five times before my brain will catch up. It's like the image they impl- implanted into the board collective to like break their brains. It's like it's like an unsolvable visual puzzle because like then, I, I still don't know what happened on that play. I mean, I'm not blamed, but I'm not going to blame. But I'm not going to put this loss on Mike Smith. And you're saying you don't start Mike Smith next game, which is crazy because I don't necessarily think Miko's a better option. I think yeah, you have to go with not. Mike Smith. You got to hold steady and just consider this. This is the thing. OK, the, the Kings, you know, really came out of the gate pretty decent. They got the first seven shots. <clears throat> We're an adjustment team. We're like one of those guys that has gotten hooked by like one of those chiropractor grifter types who's just like, oh, you just got to come in for your adjustment. You'll be fine. Just come in for your adjustment. We just, we need, we're constantly in need of an adjustment. So okay. really this, this is the adjustment game. Adjustment Bureau right. is what this so, is. But you understand this is also the first game. It's the home game, right? There's not a lot of, it's time like to, um, you have the time to adjust. You can't start making adjustments once you're in the the first round of the playoff series. You just, I mean, like, it's, it's too I, late. I'm giving them, it's it's like the same way. This is the thing. It's like, I would say the same thing. It's like they're my kids out there playing. Like if, I'm, if I was watching my kids play hockey, I would be making all kinds of excuses for them. Like they just need time to adjust to their game and shit. But the problem right now, I'll tell you the biggest problem with this game was having to listen to the fucking Homer calls from the national broadcast for the LA Kings. It was kind of like I was I was at my kids hockey game that you know they're struggling a little bit out of the gate but they're doing decently and then I'm there watching it with like someone else's shitty in-laws who were just were like talking watching, about their own shit. Why were you watching like the Kings feed? Uh that was the only one I had. It was it, that was the Canadian feed. Oh. You weren't watching the one with like Louis DeBrusque? No, that was the one with Louis DeBrusque. Yeah. Oh. It's well, national. maybe Hannah Ryan is like sick and tired of the Edmonton fan base talking shit about him for the past week it's possible yeah I will tell you one thing if there's one thing that's going to help us going into game two it's for the entire fan base and Twitter and the media to just castigate Mike Smith for the next 48 hours that's only going to help things Ah, he deserves it he deserves it and then to have the at the, but we, were, we were never ahead in the game, man. We, I mean, he basically what he lost us with that giving that goal up was a chance was the chance to to win the game. We yeah, were never right. in the lead. That's right. There was there was no game winning goal in the cards as of yet. No, and then he like so he cost us a, he cost us a tie. Yeah, I mean it was brutal. It was brutal. Don't get me wrong. No, no, no. It was brutal. Caught, yeah, it was he played great. Terrible. Besides that, though, you know. So really, again, it's like so? he's my kid. You think he's he played great. He's my, besides he, that, for the most part, yeah, yeah. 
you think the goal that uh, Lemieux scored was that Brendan Lemieux goal was a great goal? I mean, it wasn't I that bad. Yeah, no, I know he I said he didn't was, like that uh, one. Pretty crappy. I do not think he played great. Great is not the word I would use to describe his play. Have you looked think, at the? I uh... think he. I think he thinks. I think that Mike Smith is playing a little too big for his britches right now, and I've I'd kind of been thinking that the way he was looking for uh a goal the last few games well yeah but like this is the thing we can't we can't just throw him under the bus dude we don't have another person with we don't have another guy who's too big or too small for his britches we don't have another pair of britches we got one guy we got one pair of britches maybe he's too big for them but it's the playoffs there's no time we can't go sign a free agent goalie right now Uh, i don't think miko is necessarily going to be a huge upgrade either i will tell you one thing if the goaltending does turn out to be the story of this series it is going to. It already is. Just like I said, the goaltending, win or lose, is going to be the story, the story of the series. And it already I mean, is. I'm it craving banana is. split, though. I'm craving a banana split. I'm going to have a banana split tomorrow and just try and forget it. Just kind of fucking, you know, just like let it go. Good luck. Like water off a duck's back. With I'll have my banana split. We'll get the split. Everything will be fine. I don't know. Seven LA straight, was never going to be easy. This is the thing. I feel the thing. The thing that, I'm seven not. Straight. I'm not delving. I'm not delving into the depths of darkness quite yet because I felt like we had chances throughout this game. I think we outchanced them throughout the game. I think we were in the game with them the whole time. Once it got rolling, you know, Smith held us in it there early, like he's often needed to. And then, then they kind of like they kind of like got into the rhythm of the game the way they seem to like need time to or whatever. You know, whatever. They're my kids. I love them. Like, don't bring your in-laws to my kid hockey party and, like, talk shit on them, okay? Mike Smith may be 39, but he's like a child to me. He's like my son. I'm attuned to him at this point. 100% you got to go to Mike Smith next game. 100%. I mean, what was his save percentage this game? Did you look at the ice time? It was quite interesting. Um, yeah, 886. 886 save percentage on the night, which is not fantastic. 886, wow. Yeah. Really good. And he gave away the game. Yeah, but uh, the like no forward, question. he starts the next game, right? P- pretty interesting. No question. Like, listen to this though. Okay, so Connie gets 2533, and then Nuge, Kane, Drysidle, Hyman, all in like the 22 23 minute range, right? Yeah, Yams gets 1749. Best player of the game. Best Yamamoto player. was oh my god, like, if you were not in love with that game he played tonight, like, I, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what's wrong with you. Just like the way he played the body on that one play. Uh, yeah. battle like going into the boards was just like dude like he's he's over he's overmatched physically in every single battle but he like battles more than everyone that that like roughing like the, he took the, the game's first penalty way more penalties than i expected in this game by the way way more penalties mm-hmm. it was like it was, it was a, like a special teams like fucking like drill yeah i don't think there was many penalties that were I mean, there was a lot of clutching and grabbing that game. I mean, oh, yeah. Of a, a lot so. of just like instead of hitting guys, just grabbing them with both your arms and pulling them down onto the ice. Just like, yeah, uh, I don't think that's how hitting supposed to work, everybody. Yeah, you know, I mean, so you would go with Miko, though, eh? I I would say it's not a guarantee to me after that game. Okay, Mike so Smith it's not 100%. The next game. Yeah. And if it was me... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I would definitely have like a real serious talk with Mike Smith because then to have the audacity after the game to come out and say that you were trying to do too much and like that was the problem. I don't know. Mike Smith just always makes it about Mike Smith and it really, really bothers me. You know what I mean? I I don't like that. 
And that's what he was trying to do tonight. And it cost the team the game. It didn't cost them the tie. It cost them the game. I let's mean, hear a quote. Lost the game. Let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear a quote from uh, from Mr. Mike Smith. Quote: I was trying to make something happen, and I tried to do too much. Can't make that play at that time. It cost us the game. Can't do anything about it now. We have to move on and get over it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, temperamentally, he's wild a little bit. You know, like he was kind of shaking his head on that one breakdown on that one goal. You know, I, I don't really like to see a goalie do that that much, you know, no. like it's not 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 the best. But at the same time, like we're it's like we're on a cross country trip across America with our like peewee hockey team. And like, sure, there's a fat kid. There's a kid who's, you know, got some kind of eating disorder or like another kid who like can't stop, like wanted to play with knives and like show people the knives that he has, you know, uh-huh. the Russian kid, emigrate. Uh-huh. But like those, those are the guys we got. It's ride or die right now. I'm I'm not gonna really criticize them that much because I thought I well, mean it was a bit of a wild game. Though, like Miko but... Koskinen isn't on the bench and hadn't played. Like Miko Koskinen also played. Miko did not look good down the stretch. Yeah, but nowhere near as good as Mike Smith down the stretch, dude. Well, Mike Smith just blew game one of the playoffs. Well, we don't have any other goalies. I mean, it, like we yeah, talked we about do. it for months and months. Skinner, we do. skins. No, we have Miko Koskinen right there. Miko Koskinen. I don't think throws it up the middle with five minutes left. I think the entire team because he's trying to do too much. I think the entire team, the entire team play a little bit more tentative. And I think the opposition team play with more confidence when Miko's in the net. Even though Mike Smith has his issues and they can, you know, blah 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 blah. We we know what they are. Yeah, but his issues he also went like nine oh and one or whatever the fuck for his last 10 games. What about the playoffs? How's he done in the playoffs? Because we've lost now like 10 in a row right and he's played the majority of those games it's true so i I don't really care what he's done for us down the stretch i don't care how good Um, he is the fucked up thing is like sure they'll like fire ken holland if like the goaltending is the thing that costs us the playoffs again for the third year in a row but like why the fuck is connie gonna want to stay after this you know is he gonna be like well i hope they get a goalie so we can find like maybe already like that ship has sailed right he's gonna play till the end of this contract and then go somewhere else. I don't know, man. Like, I think he's like enough of a character guy that he would he would definitely consider re-signing at Edmonton. Just because of like uh I mean (laughs) not me, dude. People can't see it, but you're laughing incredulously right now. Yeah, I don't think so. It's very sincere incredulity going on. I don't think so. Which is nice, which is nice. You know, to be honest though, like up until the point where Mike Smith cost us the game with that uh, bad play. You know, it was it was a bit of an emotional roller coaster. It was it was it was really awesome. Like like the the Connor goal, the dry goal, the Yamo yeah. goal, the most enjoyable goals I've experienced in a calendar year, guaranteed at least, if not more. Great hockey game. Like great the, hockey the, game the amount of was... fist pumping. I don't have to do cardio tomorrow. Like I was just fist pumping like a motherfucker, like a tennis. It was player. a great game, and it was trending in the Oilers' direction. Right, you could smell it. You could smell the Oilers like they had the Kings. It didn't feel ropes. like it was going to go to overtime. It felt like they had a, the Oilers had a good chance of taking it away with the next goal. Yeah, up yep. until that point. Because they were playing, you know, like there were a few defensive breakdowns this game, but I thought in general, I mean, for one thing, bodies were fucking like flying and like strewn across the ice the entire game, which was crazy. Like the, the playoff style hockey and the physicality is always like a bit of a wonder to see. But I also mm-hmm. felt like the team was doing quite a good job of, you know, uh, getting sticks in lanes, 
uh, getting on their man, yeah. you know, forechecking, sure. like, you know, like taking away their time and space and pressuring the puck and, and forcing yeah. turnovers. And you know, I'm encouraged by that. I'm encouraged by the even strength play today. I'm encouraged well, by... Well, they were outscored 3-1 in even strength play, five on five. So even still in terms of chances, I'd be curious what the chances were because I feel uh, like we outchanced them. I mean, maybe, but I don't really give a shit. I mean, I don't You're give right. a shit really per se. Yeah. I don't give a shit per se. Maybe in the regular season, like that's cool. But now it's time, right? I still to... think it gives us a puncher's chance next game. And if they can do the adjustment bureau, if the men with hats can come out and redefine mm-hmm. reality just a tiny bit and be like, look, maybe we won't go 11 and seven the next game, maybe, you know, or maybe we'll change up the lines in like this way. Like the Nuge line never really got going. I felt like there was a little bit of like juggling there. And still like, I'm encouraged by some of the stuff I saw. I'm not as dejected as I would have expected to be given a somewhat of a heartbreaking loss is where I'm, where I'm coming from. Oh, somewhat of a heartbreaking. I'm surprised. Like you're taking it very well. It was, I've seen the Oilers lose playoff games, but I haven't really seen them lose one recently quite like that where, you know, so kudos to you. Well, I mean, you know, you're handling it's like, it's, very it's, well. It, it could just extremely it, it could, heartbreaking. It could be the one of two things. Needed, they needed they needed the win. This win bad for my, so many reasons. My uncharacteristic optimism. Here yeah, I know. Rough. It's it's going to be rough. It's going to be very, rough as rough. fuck, dude. It's going to be intense. I will say thank you for complimenting me. I mean, it could be one of two things in terms of like the vis-a-vis my newfound my my surprising optimism. It could yeah. be a sign of uh, emotional and mental maturity and uh, the deployment of a good solid strategy for managing yeah. difficult emotions during stressful times, or it could be just a complete fucking psychic projection, like yeah. so much else in my life that I'm just making up that will dissipate the moment this Zoom call ends. Yeah, I think that's what's going on. I think that's probably what's going on. Denial ain't I mean, just a river in Egypt. As I always would tell my midget Egyptian hockey team that I coached in Egypt uh, this during is the like, uh, Sadat era. This is like the standard reaction when something like this happens, right? This is the path you take. Yeah. And this is the path I take. Like, it's very well established, right? And this yeah. is like, it, it usually, <laughs> it usually um, ratchets, ratchets up until we're like, like we're, <laughs> our friendship is hanging by like a, by the, like by a, thread. a, by a no, it's not even hanging by a thread. The thread's been severed. We need to go yeah. to the ER to get them to get the some some doctor who's dejected and burnt out and wants yeah. to go on vacation. I mean, we're really like the rhythm of Handkerchief Dynasty as a podcast is basically just like um, reoccurring divorces kind of every year, you know, because yeah, right. we we like we we kind of like have our ups and downs over the season. We're excited for the playoffs. We get there, grief. And then we we get we get fractured by our different approaches to that grief, you know, and then we just kind of go our own separate ways for a, a couple of months. And well, then... I mean, it's a relationship that does not deal well with crisis, right? <laughs> and yet it's an Edmonton Oilers <laughs> podcast. It's quite paradoxical, really shocking. Um, Cassian had a nice hit, you know. Like I think, I yeah. think I, I I like our chances going into the next game. I think. You know, one thing I also noticed is, and one thing that I think goes underappreciated is just like what a fucking glue guy and what a machine Ryan Nugent Hopkins is on that power play. Like Ryan Nugent Hopkins was born to play on the power play because he always, he knows, he always knows the right play to make. Yeah. You know, like he's just, he's just a conduit for playmaking on the power play that I think goes really underappreciated at times because we have so many other great players. And plus Hyman, like we entered the Hyman zone at least two or three times tonight where it was like EA Sports NHL style. I'm just going to stick handle, skate around the whole rink, keep away, 
and then blah 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 and honestly i even liked our push uh in the final minutes so yeah, maybe i am actually optimistic too i i still think we're at like at least a 60 40 favorite in game two i'm just gonna try and well it's a must win it's an absolute must win if yeah. the oilers don't win game two there's going to be brooms uh in los angeles you know what i mean the oilers and don't win game a... two the like fate of the city hangs in the balance well los angeles is a market that loves hockey right like come playoff time they're all in it's not like it's not like the they're not one of those bullshit american angeles. franchises no, yeah it's not like you're going to columbus to play a game right when you can just like knock the fans out of it really early by playing like slow stupid yeah if they're not already knocked out of it by like deafening fucking cannon fire that should be like disallowed by federal firearms law like the fucking atf should be at those games shutting that shit down man because honestly like severe hearing like those loud noises can shorten your fucking lifespan bro well it's a must win. It's a where we're now in must win territory. Like you have the Oilers have to win the next game. I think there's no reason on earth that they should be losing games to the Los Angeles Kings. No reason on earth. The Los Angeles Kings are without their best player and their leading score has half the points of our leading score, essentially. Well, one thing we should, we we would be remiss. Really what, what, what saved the day from the like what 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 grabbed a chance from the jaws of despair originally was connor just pulled a fucking four on nothing like one on four goal where he just went through the whole team and in a playoff game have we seen him do that playoff game before yeah that felt pretty magical but that was some of the most joy i felt in my short mortal life even if we if they went to the break and they were down to nothing like the game was still I still thought they were gonna take. It. I don't know a, 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 a two one goal going into the end of the first yeah, period. I think nice, is pretty huge. Two nothing yeah. is not really unsurmountable at home in the playoffs. It's it's not it's not. But Kings. yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, I think yeah. really Mike Smith really blew it. He. Really, I think we're really a deeper. We're still a deeper team too. That's another thing that just oh, gives me a, a smidgen of hope. Like we've yeah, got and, we've and, got and the lines. You want lines? Look at yeah. these lines. We're rolling out Evander Kane and Zach Hyman and mm-hmm. even like Warren Fogle and Yamamoto. You yeah. know, the, we didn't really have a Yamamoto firing on all cylinders prior to this in the playoffs. Like, is he really, have we, is this the best playoff game Yamamoto's played? Well, it is because usually he plays a similar game, but he crosses the line and he was in, he's in the penalty box like numerous times. It, feel, it felt like the last few playoff games I've seen him in. He's taken like four or five penalties a game. And this was the first <laughs> game where like he's like three years in and he kind of knows now like where that line is. Yeah, he just played like a exactly the type of game you want to see from him. But all these things you're saying, how the Oilers are a deeper team, stronger lineup. The LA Kings are thinking that exact same thing right now and drawing so much from the fact that all of that is true and they just walked away with the W, right? So having all these things on paper that make you a much better team, if you don't get the W with all those things, it's rendered moot. Like you don't, it means nothing. In fact, it's, it's, uh, it's detrimental to you moving forward because now the other team is like, mm. you know, they've got, they've, they've got you now, right? They've, they've just done you dirty. So it's just in, 
we got the fancy stats in from Jason Greger. Remember how I said I thought they had they outchanced the Kings? Apparently, I was totally wrong because uh, according to Sports Logic, scoring chances off the rush seven to six for LA. Scoring chances are sorry, scoring chances off the cycle is seven six to LA for LA, and then scoring chances off the rush five to one to LA. Yeah, wow, that's not good. I don't know. I still think uh, I, I I see positive. <laughs> I'm I'm totally just denial. Let's just accept it. <laughs> like the theory, there's it's no longer a theory. It's been proven, you know. Like there's no point in burning Darwin now. I'm sorry, Ron DeSantis. As much as you want to, digging up the emaciated corpse of Charles Darwin and burning him at the stake like some kind of fucking Spanish inquisitor from the 16th century, it's not going to really help. Should we also mention? Apparently, the news broke during the game. Roe versus Wade to be overturned. <laughs> like what the fuck? I think we both snuck in a tweet that was like, uh, well, like, <laughs> it's like uh, Oilers lose uh, game one to the LA Kings and uh, like, 40 yeah, years of federal jur- that, uh, jurisprudence uh, affecting the rights of those Americans overturned by Justice Samuel Alito, who didn't get enough dates in high school. And yeah, like, unlike what? Gene Rodman, like, you don't get enough dates in high school. You write some science fiction, you join, you know, you start a band. Yeah. You write a book, you get laid somehow, you don't become a Supreme Court justice and infringe on the human rights of millions of people, asshole. Fuck you. Go fuck yourself. I can't believe that that actually happened. So the Oilers lost and America rewound itself back to like 1957. Like what's next? The Oilers well, when, win. The Oilers win game two, and then like the Visigoths reemerge as a major like threat upon the European Roe Union. When was Like 1970. Like I wish Bob Stoffer was here. He would know. I think 76. Yeah, 76. That sounds right. Yeah. Let's but just see what what is uh what is what does sports logic say about uh, the Roe versus Wade chances? 1973. 73. I was right. <clears throat> let's check, let's check what the Oilers play out, like Stanley Cup odds right now, and then right after we'll check the odds of uh, Roe versus Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court in the next 90 days. That would be a real big uh, pre-midterm election victory for Biden after so many other wins, you know. Uh, in any case, uh, you know, it's also helpful when going through trauma to think about the, like greater uh, injustices and, and uh, issues in the world. You know, the children dying in Syria from civil war don't care lives. about the. <laughs> it's true, actually. It'll probably just drag it down more. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of trying. You can see you can see me mentally trying to kung fu this thing in real I can time. See you and failing, failing, fracturing. Like throwing a, it's like you're, it's like you're a windshield. Yep. It's like spider webbing in front of my eyes. Well, it's like, it's like, like I'm, it's like I'm, I'm using one of those like wooden like practice dolls from like the Kung Fu Dojo, but instead of like hitting it, it's just like hitting me in the face with every wooden arm, just like mushing my face into it. I was thinking though, like in terms of the violence of playoff hockey, like how many jobs out there do you think you run the regular risk any given moment, any given minute? of being like slammed into a wall. It's such a weird element to have as part of one's daily job. I would say like fast food worker in America. Yeah, that's probably pretty common. 100%. Yeah. Um, Uber Eats delivery driver. Taxi driver. Yeah, Uber Eats guy. Uber driver in general. I would say basically any sort of like job in the service industry in the United States, like 100% chance. Well, like emotionally here, if you want to, if you want to like test how like deadening and, no, just, I'm and talking soul about destroying, physically, oh, physically slammed into a wall. Right. Like if you're like a waiter at Applebee's and like something goes south, <laughs> like uh, there's like, you know, 
Applebee's. Have you ever eaten at an Applebee's? Like a double order of gravy. I think there used to be one by Nate. But it's fucking disgusting food. Like it's yeah. like it's shocking. I was I went to one in California once, and in California, you go to dinner reservation. You have to like fucking send a letter to the Pope like four yeah. months in advance to get a dinner reservation at Applebee's. You sit down, and it's like bland, oversteamed, just like crap from a bag. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Again, one of the greater injustices in the world. Let me ask you this: Do you think the officials was this a sending the sending a message game? And do you yeah, think the officiating think so. is gonna is gonna is gonna return to its kind of no. amorphous, amoral? Uh, morass change into something else so do you think this is good is this going to be a standard of officiating through all games in this in this series to me the calls were pretty like clear-cut like if you couldn't yeah i don't know i mean it's no i mean that's the thing i'm saying i'm surprised i'm not no i'm just saying i'm surprised that they did their jobs which is what i would it's the last thing i would expect of them i mean if you're asking me do i expect the same caliber of officiating moving forward absolutely not what's the what's the vegas over under on that i wonder because like the players were playing dirty as fuck and there were a lot of calls yeah like it was i i was actually really encouraged to see how dirty as fuck the oilers were playing too i quite enjoyed that in kind of a sick twisted you know creep looking in in the window uh meme way you know that meme sickos yeah yeah um yeah, but I don't think the officiating will, will, will be consistent at all, of course. Yeah. Well, that much it's we can just, agree uh, on. Really, really rough. And I hope Mike Smith takes a long look at himself in the mirror and, like, really sort of, like, beats himself up over this. Well, the important thing is that we're talking about this here in relationship counseling with Winona. Thank you, Winona. I mean... What we really need is get Mike Smith in here next session and get this out, hash some of this stuff out with him. Because I think really, you know, I'm glad though that we've been able to find common ground, which is really important through this uh, relationship counseling process by our, our shared lack of faith in the officiating going forward. That's good. We can build on that. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> You're right. Any other, uh, any other musings, thoughts, admonishments for our no. friends or relatives? Let's just... Uh... You know, let's see you Wednesday. Bed. I think we're at, we're at a point where we can go to bed and not angry with each other. I think like we're at a good to sort of like spot. So true. Uh, and then pick up on Wednesday where we left off. Yeah, end it here. Get a book and a robe, maybe a cup of tea. Just try and crush all those negative thoughts in the mind vice for a while. Yes. You know. Yes. All right. And well, thank hope you. That uh, like really hope the flames blow it equally in equal fashion tomorrow night schadenfreude would help yeah i'm gonna watch that oh, game too it would, it would help so much could, yeah you know the fact that the leafs beat the bolts five nothing you know that doesn't make that didn't really make my night even sweeter to be honest with you uh what's your favorite cheese you just got asked on twitter do you have a favorite amongst your cheese? cheese it's a bit like just using a favorite amongst your children to be honest uh, my favorite cheese is Parmesan. Uh, it's a very versatile cheese. Also a very heart-healthy cheese. Nice hard cheese. Yeah. Plus you buy one wheel of that shit at the Italian Center. You got a made in the shade till fucking yeah. July. Yeah. Transforms, Good choice. Transforms your food. Transforms it. I won't, uh, you know, well, you asked. I mean, I didn't get asked on Twitter. Apparently Twitter only fucking cares about you. Fuck you, Twitter. 
I'm quitting. I'm quitting this podcast right now. I'm walking out the door. But because you asked, because you care, I'm gonna say I refuse to, to answer on the basis that it's like choosing a favorite amongst your children. But I will recommend a particular cheese, which is uh, called Gambazola, which is like a blend of like brie and blue cheese. That is some fucking tasty shit. It's a soft cheese, so it'll basically kill you if you eat too much of it. But I really enjoy that cheese. But I think Parmesan as a favorite is a more solid choice. Good answer. Who do you think scores game two on the Oilers? Yeah, like probably the same guys. Connie, Dry. I think Connie and Dry will score in the next game. Yamo. I see Kaner getting one, to be honest. Yeah. That would be my suspicion. Or Hyman. Hyman's hungry, man. Hyman's going home and having like four hungry mans. He's a hungry, hungry man right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be tough. I mean, the Kings also, they really, uh, Mike Smith's spectacular gaffe is really uh, overshadowing the fact that the LA Kings sort of like cranked us all night long in a lot of ways. So we'll see. The Kings aren't just going to roll over. And I think. No. And Todd McClellan knows exactly what kind of game to play to suck the life out of the building because he's been on the receiving end of it. We'll see. You know, that's a pretty good point. We'll see. Not going to be easy. All right. Well, I'm going to repost uh, my Darth Vader meme and quote, you know, when we last met, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. A line which should be really cheesy. If it was a shittier movie, it would be cheesy. But because it's Star Wars, I think it's actually a really sweet line. I'm going to post that meme again in the hopes that Jay Woodcroft does defeat his erstwhile mentor, now, nem- now nemesis, Todd McClellan, who's a wonderful man, I hear. Um, but I hope uh, his, him and his team eat uh, proverbial shit next game because I want the Oilers to win this. And uh, it's all I care about. It's all I care. I've been waiting a year. I've been waiting a year to get back here. It's like this is like a, it's like a sports mecca type dealio. You yeah, know? absolutely. Absolutely. Ramadan just ended. All the religious kind of fervor and metaphors are swirling about. Okay. We'll hook it up again on Wednesday post game. Thanks for chatting, bro. Everyone, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. See you later, everybody.